Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. It was a busy week for the Blackhawks. And again, not a super successful week, but uh, they started out against the Edmonton Oilers. And it was, you know, typical Oilers. High-scoring game, not a lot of defense. The Blackhawks made it close at the end. They did a little bit of a rally because they were down a couple goals, but they got within five points. Couldn't pull it out in the end. And um, then, of course, they had their one successful game of the of the week. They faced the Rangers in New York, and you know, this was just an impressive game. They won five to two. I, I mean, I guess you could. Would you say the Rangers didn't really show up? Would that be a fair? Yeah, um, I didn't catch all of the game, but from what I saw, it wasn't the the greatest effort by the Rangers. And I know I saw a lot of talk online afterwards about um, how upset um, the fans and the coaching staff and some of the players were with uh, how the Rangers played in that game. And I mean, you know, we can talk about the Blackhawks you know, winning occasional games and, you know, getting a good game out of, you know, Patrick Kane or something to, to push them across the finish line to, to get some points on occasion. But, uh, you know, really the Blackhawks should not be beating any team in this league five to two. And if they do, it's either extremely lucky or the other team is having a very bad night. Yeah. And of course, I mean, just the law of averages, you're going to win some games. So. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to have some games where the puck just breaks your way, and you know you're you're going to have some even you know five two victories even against a good team on occasion. But just if you if you eliminate puck luck and a few things like that, it's 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 not the sort of thing that we're going to see out of the Blackhawks. Um, without um, something going wrong on the other side, usually. so. And, of course, you know, so the Blackhawks score nine goals the first two games of the week, and, well, they, you know, they're going to be the depth of this team and stuff. The next two games against the Islanders and Devils, no goals. Scored none, a pair of 3 nothing losses that were, honestly, I don't know what to say about these other than they were kind of dull and the Blackhawks were never really in them. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a common theme that we've gone over a few times this season already when the Blackhawks face a team that is playing well-structured hockey and has a little bit of speed. The Blackhawks just do not have enough scoring to break through against teams like that. Um, you know, the the Bruins did the same thing to them. The uh, Kings did it to them once. Uh, Winnipeg did it to them. Uh, Carolina beat them three to nothing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of the, you know, like I said with the Rangers where, you know, the Blackhawks shouldn't be beating any team by three goals unless the other team does something bad when they're playing a good team like the Islanders or the Devils, if those teams are playing a good game, they're going to beat the Blackhawks by three goals. And that's exactly what we saw. Yep. I mean, now we're talking about other, obviously Peter Morazic 
was injured again. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this when they signed when they traded for him. He's going to get injured a lot. He's that's just yeah. the way he's throughout his career. So can't say it's really a shock. No, I mean it. You know, and that applied to Alex Stalock as well. Um, you know, the Blackhawks knew that these guys couldn't be counted on to be their two goalies throughout the whole course of the season. Now, I do think both of them being injured as much as they have is a little bit of bad luck. Um, you know, uh, you know, but thankfully uh, the Blackhawks were semi prepared for, you know, one of them to be out, you know, at any given time in that they do have Arvid Soto blown available and they did want to get him some time in the NHL this year. Um, I don't think they wanted to count on him as the starter like they are are currently having to with both of their um, veteran goalies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't want to, they didn't want to rely on Jackson Stauber to be their backup and have to, to, to go to Dylan Wells one game. They didn't want to do that, but I guess in the end, I guess it's good to get, if you're forcing your hand is, to get soda bloom yeah look it's probably good yeah it's not it's not a terrible thing um you know especially in the games where you do have seth jones and connor murphy and and mccabe available the chances of the blackhawks completely breaking apart defensively and leaving their goaltender um you know out, hung out to dry as often as like you know we saw with when colleton was in charge um, I think is is relatively slim. Uh, the Blackhawks have been putting together competitive hockey for the most part um, throughout this season, and as long as you're doing that, I, I don't think you can really, you know, quote unquote, ruin a goaltender. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, getting him some little bit of experience this year is not a bad thing. But like I said, I, I, I just I think they would prefer to keep him in a. Um, co-starter or backup role this year as opposed to um being the guy they got to rely on for 60 70 percent of the games like they will until Mrazic or uh, Stalock return yeah so um a couple other notes I get um Jonathan Taves had the flu so we got at least a game of Reichel I'm assuming he goes back down uh, he already did. They already sent him back down. So just a yeah. I I think the one interesting thing out of that is that they did play Reichel on the wing as opposed to center. So even though they, you know, Taves is a center and he's the one who missed, they did not insert Reichel just into his spot. Um, and so I think that's a pretty strong indication that. Um, the Blackhawks are starting to see Reichel's future as a left winger and not as a center. Um, you know, it's nice to have the versatility where he can fill in at center, but I think uh, they've decided that uh, his 200 foot effort on a consistent night to night basis is maybe not what they're looking for. And that uh, his best fit is going to be as, you know, kind of an up and down uh, goal scoring winger playmaker type. And the other, I guess, news is just that um, Johnson, Tyler Johnson is like, I don't know if he's regressed, but he's just not gotten the play. So 
Yeah, you know, and you just you wonder if there's maybe some ramifications from his neck surgery from last year where it's affecting other parts of his body, that sort of thing. Who knows? Um, at this point, we're just kind of in wait and see and anything we get out of him this year is just kind of gravy. Um, you know, obviously when the Blackhawks acquired him, they ha- Bowman had some outside hope that, uh, you know, Johnson still had a little bit left in the tank, but that, that trade was 90%. We just want to get rid of Seabrook's contract and get somebody that can actually suit up. Um, but unfortunately with the injuries from the last two years, uh, it's questionable at this point if, if Johnson will ever actually see, you know, how often Johnson's actually even going to be able to suit up, but worst comes to worst, he helps them reach the cap floor over the next two, two years. (laughs) So. Yep. So I guess, um, I don't know if there's anything else that you noticed that you wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I guess we should probably note that, uh, Patrick Kane got his 1200th point, um, in that Rangers win. Um, beyond that, uh, no, I mean, um, yeah, cause I think we talked about all the, all the injury news and yeah. And then I guess on the minor league front, maybe I should, uh, we should mention, um, that uh, the Blackhawks do have five guys that have been invited to Canada's world junior camp. Um, so uh, Korchinski and Ethan Del- Delmastro. Um, I'm blanking on a couple of the other guys, but uh, it's, it's kind of their good set yeah. of prospects that are outside of the AHL right now. The headliner um, would be, Korchinski. Yeah. And, you know, and he's an underage guy for that because it's a 19 year old tournament. He's still 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, him making a, a roster and, and they, ha- they haven't finalized the rosters yet, but he is expected to be one of the six defensemen uh, along with Del Mastro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just the, the fact that he's going to make a, a roster as strong as Canada's and play an important role is a very good sign. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, you know, the only uh, other note with that is the Blackhawks don't have anybody on the U S squad. Would have um, had a- Nazer would have been invited, um, if he hadn't been hurt essentially, but yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, Good to see some of those guys get some some international experience, um, but eh, the Blackhawks still got a lot of restocking to do, especially on the forward front. So, yep. So I guess we'll uh, look ahead to the upcoming week. They um, mm-hmm. first game's Friday. Yeah, we got uh, Winnipeg coming up Friday night. Uh, two two home games this week, so. Hopefully the Blackhawks can kind of shake off the, the 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 bad taste from those last two road games in New York and New Jersey. But yeah, so they they come back against uh, the Jets, who uh, just absolutely killed the Blackhawks last time. Yeah, I think that the final score was like seven to two. I think that might have been the Blackhawks' worst game this year. So 
maybe we get a little revenge or maybe we, you know, it's a sign that the Jets are just that much better than the Hawks. I don't know. Um, and then after Winnipeg, uh, there's three days off until Washington comes to town on Tuesday. Uh, get to see old friend Dylan Strom. But uh, the, yeah, I guess, uh, the continued Alexander Ovechkin. Yep. Wayne Yeah, the Capitals are um, not having the best season. They are injury riddled. Um, they're missing some of their some of their key guys, but uh, you know they've still got still got some uh, dangerous skill guys like Ovechkin and Strom and a few others. So yeah, uh, they're still uh, even with the guys that they're missing, they're still a little bit better than the Blackhawks. So yeah. uh, no easy games for the Blackhawks, as as we know. Got to got to play um, hard. Um, yeah, I was play. thinking about. Think about would they be favored over probably Anaheim, but Anaheim is really the only team that I think is, um, you know, would would be considered worse than the Blackhawks right now. Um, but even that, I think, comes with the caveat of uh, I think once the trade deadline passes, the okay. Blackhawks are going to lose more things than the Ducks are. I mean, the Ducks are going to keep they're going to be keeping some of their good young players that yeah. are still going to kind of be hopefully getting better. Whereas the Blackhawks are going to get significantly worse after the trade trade deadline. So um, while uh, the, the ducks may be worse right now, I think by the end of the year, the Blackhawks will clearly be the worst team. <laughs> Whether or not that means they end up with the worst record is hard to say still, but. Well, on that again, happy note. Yep. This is what they are right now. They're... It is. I mean, this is the plan. Um, they're trying to be bad and they are bad. Um, I think the, the good thing is uh, players seem to believe in Richardson. Um, the team is playing hard. I think strategically wise, they're playing fundamental, fundamentally strong hockey. They're just, they have a talent gap right now and that's by design. So you know, uh, it's going to be bad this year. It's probably going to be even worse next year. But then beyond that, then you you start you're going to hope for kind of uh, some gradual improvement until maybe you know four four maybe five years you get to make a jump, kind of like New Jersey is doing right now, where you know they had couple of number one overall picks they've got a couple other top five pick guys that you know they're all starting to come together and i mean speaking of new jersey that's a heck of a good team i've caught several of their games this year and you know they're hughes and and he are both playing really great and they've got even more promising defensemen coming with luke hughes and simone nemich so they're going to be around to stay. They, they remind me a lot of the Blackhawks um, from their last rebuild. And, and that's kind of what you're, you're shooting for. I think that's a good example. If you saw that game, that's what you hope the Blackhawks are in five years. All right. So as always, Michael on Twitter. MJ underscore Ernst. I'm STH85. Uh, you can get the podcast on the Apple podcast app and Spotify. 
I just put it on there. So I didn't didn't know that. Good to know. Good to know now. So I probably could have done that way earlier, but we've now done it. So anyway, uh, we will be back next week, and as always, go Hawks.